Well, hello there and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk to Casey Judge, Senior Planner, Zoning Administration Division, the Department of Planning and Development. And she's here today to talk about the new countywide zoning ordinance, what it is, what it means, as well as changes and updates, including a plain English approach and a more modernized online presence. So, Casey, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I keep, uh, I, I said new, and I want to make sure we we point out this is not new as in it's never been around. It's just updated, better looking, more stuff, right? Yes, that's a great point. Um, Fairfax County has had a zoning ordinance for quite some time. Um, we are states back to 1941 when the original ordinance came into place. Wow. Um, and But we haven't done a full rewrite in quite some time. Um, so this zoning ordinance modernization project, or ZMOD for short, uh, that actually wrote a new unified zoning ordinance in one voice. The last time that we underwent an effort like this was in 1978. So uh, it was time. It was time to bring us into the 21st century. And that's really what ZMOD aimed to do. Okay. ZMOD, Z-M-O-D. Yes, okay. yes. Every good project has to have a good acronym. So ZMOD is what we went with. All right. And what does that exactly mean? I mean, Z for zoning, I'm assuming. Z for zoning, <laughs> mod for modernization. Um, oh, really, okay. you know, we did want to take a look at it from, again, the eyes of the 21st century and, and bring Fairfax County up to where uh, other jurisdictions are. Uh, the, the Fairfax County of 1978 looks a lot different than the Fairfax County of 2021. I like to think of, you know, Cowfields and Tysons and now the Cap right. 1 building. It's It's been quite a transformation. Right. So uh, zoning ordinance broadly. What is it when we say that zoning ordinance? What is it? What does it mean? Yeah. So the zoning ordinance is uh, the legal requirements that apply to land throughout Fairfax County. It mm. is intended to promote the health, safety, and welfare of the county and the county residents. So okay. it has a lot of different land use laws, regulations, um, things that apply to buildings, uses, um, setbacks, signs, anything you can think of in terms of development. Okay. If I'm listening to this podcast right now, uh, you know, and this may be maybe a dumb question or maybe I don't want you to take it the wrong way. But if I'm a resident listening to this, and I'm going, OK, that's great. Got a zoning ordinance. Why should I care? What does it mean to me? It's a great question. And really, you know, it does regulate what you and your neighbors can do on your property. Um, mm. A lot of people are unaware that there may be certain regulations that apply to things like accessory structures like sheds fences, play sets, where you can put them on your property and what you can do in your home. So I do think it's very important for people to be aware of these regulations, you know, both for their own property and for the community around them. Major updates to the to the to the ordinance of, as you have done this update since you said last last one major set 1978. Any major updates that um, I as a listener or resident should know about right now? Absolutely. So we really did focus on uses and land uses as a part of the ZMOD project. Um, there were quite a few residential uses that were the subject of changes. Um, I would note that of uh, in our conversations, the community really did have a lot to say about the accessory living units use. 
What, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Accessory living, Ex- what is that? Accessory living units. So this is our new name for accessory dwelling units. Um, it's something that you probably... Okay. what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a, yes, yes, I get in my, my zoning nerd speak every once in a while. Uh, so an accessory living unit is a subordinate area uh, for eating, sleeping, and living and sanitation that's in association with a principal dwelling unit. So a lot of times you'll, you'll hear them referred to as in-law suites, um, okay. mother-in-law suites. Sometimes they're in the basement or in addition to your dwelling. It's really just kind of a s- additional separate little space that's still connected in a part of the main dwelling unit, but provides some privacy um, for renters, for, like I said, in-laws, um, adult children that are return- mm. returning home, um, that kind of thing. Okay. So either it, it contained within the primary household or it could be... Uh, an additional unit in the backyard? Is that the same type of thing? Yes. So there are standards that depend on if you can have it detached. And that's Mm. something that we did. We didn't really put a lot of changes into for the detached accessory living units in terms of lot size. Uh, You do still have to have a minimum lot size of two acres to have a detached unit. But the main changes, I would say, related to aging disability and um, to the interior process for accessory living units. So previously, in our previous ordinance, uh, in order to have an accessory dwelling unit, as it was called then, um, someone on the property had to be either 55 years in age or a person with a disability. Um, mm. So the board actually did remove that, which really opened this process up to a lot of different homeowners in Fairfax County. Right. So that was a big a big change that we saw with this project. And any reason for that? I mean, is, was it influx of kids coming back to live with mom and dad? Was it... Uh, economic, people are looking to rent out rooms. I mean, was there a a driving factor that that caused this? I would say all of the above. Uh, Fairfax County was actually uh, kind of on the cutting edge when they originally put their regulations in for accessory dwelling units back in the 80s. Um, But other jurisdictions, um, including Arlington County, Montgomery County, um, and then, you know, jurisdictions throughout the U.S. have made um, some changes and have adopted regulations. And we saw that ours were not necessarily in line and in keeping with the other jurisdictions. Um, So we did want to take a look at those regulations, specifically that age and disability, which ended up being removed um, since that was unique to Fairfax County. Oh, okay. All right. So if I want to rent out a room, I now need to to think about the zoning ordinance and, and there's something I, I need to do if I want to do that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that always was a part of the process is okay. if you were renting, um, usually we had a previous, we allowed for two rumors and borders okay. and you would need to go th- come through and get a permit. It was actually a home occupation permit at the time. Um, so now this allows, um, that didn't allow a more independent space. You had to share your kitchen facilities and it all had to be one unit. The accessory living unit allows a little bit of separation, a little bit more independence. You can have your own kitchen facility, mm-hmm. um, your own bathroom. So it, it allows that creation of an, um, a, a kind of a separate unit, but still connected to the principal right. unit. Right. Um, but it does require an administrative permit now. Uh, previously, all of this process would require a special permit, which requires approval and a public hearing process. Mm-hmm. Now, this is administrative. <laughs> yes. So this does, you know, we have pretty straightforward standards. Um, so there's some submission materials. It's a $200 fee. And you come in and our staff reviews and make sure that the application is in keeping with those mm-hmm. standards. But much easier. Yes, I would say that, you know, the standards are still the same, but the regulatory barriers have been removed. You know, the the public hearing process is a three to six month long process. Hmm. There is a lot of fees and plats and, you know, technical things involved taking off time for work. Um, So this does remove some of those what we found to be unnecessary barriers um, to these applications. So this, uh, you call it administrative? Yes. Okay. And it was $200. Yes. Is that 
forever? Is that 200 a year? So there is a renewal period. We have, um, you know, a two-year initial renewal, and then it can be renewed for up to five-year succeeding periods. Okay. Um, now, that it doesn't transfer from homeowner to homeowner. So when the um, applicant, or I'm sorry, when the homeowner does sell their home, uh, if someone wanted to take advantage of the, the area, they would need a new administrative permit. Oh, okay. All right. So talking about accessory living units... <laughs> We call them ALUs for short, if oh, that helps. Of course, of you course do. we have another acronym. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course we do. The county government, we've got to have our acronyms. We love it. I wonder what the acronym for home based businesses are. Is it? If you HBB had to guess, it, it is. It is okay. HBBs. We've got our home-based businesses. And that's another use that um, we did have lots of conversations during our outreach about because, okay. again, it is a homeowner use. Yeah. Uh, we did have outdated regulations previously. Um, we had a home occupation, which basically said these are the types of uses you can have, no stock and trade, no customers. Um, and then we had a professional home professional office that required a special permit. A $16,000 fee, so quite, quite high, um, and only limited um, certain professional uses to have those customers. So, um, And they had to be licensed. So as an urban planner, uh, using my own profession, uh, there was no way that I could ever have customers in the home because I wasn't a licensed professional according to that definition. Interesting. So what we did, we took a modernized approach and we said, let's, you know, let's list out the uses that we think are appropriate as home-based businesses. And, you know, all of them or most of them really um, can have customers if you go through a special permit process. Uh, but rather than having that 16375 fee, we did reduce that to $435. So this is now a much more manageable process for if you want to have customers coming to your home for certain business types. Okay. And again, is that a annual one-time fee? It's a one-time fee, okay. is, yes. Okay. And we do have, um, for if you don't want customers, it's an administrative uh, one-time $100 fee. So there's different standards and different levels of home-based business that you can pursue. Um, right. But we did want to kind of treat them all in a more uniform way rather than carving them out into different uses based right. on licenses or not. Question just popped in my mind. You may or may not know the answer to this. You're talking about customers coming into your home. You know, if I was operating a small business in my home, I may occasionally have someone coming in. You know, there may be a time maybe during the holidays, for instance, if I was maybe selling on eBay or Etsy mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. like that, uh, which I'll follow up on you to ask if those are considered home-based businesses or whatever. You know, maybe during the holidays, there may be a little more influx of people um, what if neighbors complain or there's HOAs that get involved and they complain about maybe some of the, the, the neighbors that are coming to your house? I mean, how does that how does that jive with 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 this? Sure. You know, that's a great question. So in Fairfax County, we do operate on a complaint basis and we have our Department of Code Compliance and they would investigate any complaints on number of, of customers. Um, so if it's a use that is not permitted to have customers, you notice a violation would most likely be issued. If it is a use that's permitted to have customers, they have their special permit approval. Um, normally, the, there'd be a development condition from the Board of Zoning Appeals um, that would say you get five customers a day. Okay. Um, so, you know, as long as you're operating within those boundaries that right. are approved, you're good to go. Okay. Um, I will note that with HOAs, uh, so the zoning ordinance doesn't supersede any covenants or private agreements. Um, they're a private matter, so we're not going to go after people on those covenants. Um, but we do ask that, you know, you are aware of your HOA covenants prior to coming in and making sure that you're in keeping with any prohibitions that All they right. may have. All right. Good point. Good yeah. point. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Now, I mentioned eBay, Etsy, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people... Uh, uh, want to have side income, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Are, are Is that considered a home-based business? And would you have to kind of go through all this process if you just wanted to 
sell on eBay? So that is a home-based business, yes. So we would most likely, depending on um, the use, maybe we'd call that retail sales, um, and no customers would be able to um, come to the home. But again, with Etsy, eBay, a lot of this is happening online anyway. You're using the postal service to send off your packages. Um, So you would need to come through and get an administrative permit for that home-based business. And that's that one-time $100 fee. Um, We have it's all online. You can apply online and get your administrative permit issued um, from the online system. Okay. Well, I want to make sure we get the the online address yes, and how to do course, that. So course. if I forget to ask yes. you about that, let's let's sure. bring that up. We are talking with Casey Judge. She is a senior planner with the Zoning Administration Division and uh, the Depla- Department of Planning and uh, Development. We're talking about the countywide zoning ordinance, new changes, updates. I think, uh, as Casey said, what, 1978 was the, the last update, I believe. Yes, so. we amended it piecemeal. I think over 480 times we did little amendments, <laughs> but, you know, it was time for one global right, look at right. the whole document to make sure it had us one voice and really just jived with each other. Yeah. It's a living, breathing document, I'm, Absolutely. I'm assuming, as you said. Lots of changes occur yes. every year, uh, that type of thing. Plans for like this being a more regular update or what did, what did y'all learn doing this? Yes, we learned uh, maybe we should wait for another 40 <laughs> years. No, no. Um, yeah, we do do um, amendments over time, at, you know. I'm sure new uses even appeared prior to us even finishing this project. So we will continue to update it. Um, It is absolutely responsive to the community, uh, the market. You know, they're thinking up new uses faster than we can even think them up. Um, So it is something that each year we do take a look and say, all right, how are things going? Um, You know, are there things coming from the community or from the board that maybe we need to look into and make some changes? So we'll continue to amend it over time. Um, Who knows how long until the whole full sale one, but each year we will do uh, amendments to the ordinance itself. How long did it take for you all to to do this process? It was about three and a half years. Um, It included over 100 public outreach meetings. Um, So we did really, really get some great feedback from the community and that positively impacted the end result of the document. Were there... Well, I'm sure there probably were, but I don't want to assume. Were there things that people suggested should be in the in the ordinance that couldn't be? Or were there things that weren't in the ordinance that people su- suggested and then they became in? Sure. No, absolutely. We had great standards coming out on certain uses, especially these homeowner type uses that mm-hmm. we were able to integrate into the ordinance in response to concerns um, with all different types of zoning um, regulations, there are people on all sides of the oh, spectrum. Right. So obviously, it is a compromise in trying to balance uh, the competing needs. We also used a consultant, Clarion Associates. They um, helped provide that uh, U.S. experience. They've worked with over 180 different jurisdictions. And so they were able to provide the best zoning practices oh, that okay. we were then able to tailor to Fairfax County because it is, you know, yeah. it is, it's very unique in its own type of community. Right. One size doesn't fit exactly, all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where staff brought our expertise from okay. knowing the community and working with community members. Okay. We had touched on the, make sure, look at my notes, make sure I get it right, <laughs> the accessory living units yes. earlier. Yes. And I ask if that uh, was the same as, you know, a detached kind mm-hmm. of kind of building mm-hmm. in the backyard. So going with that concept, sheds, uh, play equipment, uh, gazebos, those kind of things, 
there were some updates in the new zoning ordinance regarding those areas? Yes, there were. Um, And this is something, it was actually quite funny. Our original, our old zoning ordinance had, we called it the Heckinger model. So essentially the height limitations for sheds were based on what was sold at an old department store in Heckinger's. Heckinger's, yes. yes. Wow, a blast from the (laughs) past. Yes, And so, you know, that hadn't been looked at and Heckinger's (laughs) is now out of business. So we did, we went to Home Depot, we went to different local, you know, places that sold sheds and we were saying, you know what, this isn't the reality of what's out there in the market anymore. We're seeing taller sheds, we're seeing, you know, and that's just what people are putting in their backyards. Um, And so we had to balance that with, all right, well, what is, you know, what's okay for the neighbors then? You know, where is the happy medium? So we did add um, a little bit of an intermediate step for um, accessory structures between eight and a half and 12 feet in height. You can be five feet from your side and rear setbacks. Um, So that gives a little bit of light and air between your neighbors, some area to mow the lawn between to have Mm -hmm. maintenance, you know, but it does give some more flexibility for homeowners based on the trends in the market and what's out there today. All right. And and not knowing, I'm assuming that leaves you enough space maybe to plant some tall trees. Exactly. On the shed. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can put some trees or shrubs or anything shrub, between yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So it does leave a little bit of of space, but gives that flexibility for an increase in height. Right. Yes, that's funny you talk about that. I remember when I was a kid, you know, having to go back to the metal shed in the backyard mm-hmm. to get the the lawnmower, and I always bang my head on the like <laughs> four foot tall ceilings. Right, so. right, exactly. They they have definitely you know accommodated people being able right. to enter the structure finally. <laughs> yeah, and I won't talk about my width now. So <laughs> we, won't, we won't go there. Plain English. I, I think that was a part of all this, even though we joked about accessible living units and then whatever your next um, d- d- all our word about that. <laughs> yeah, but there there was a conscious effort to to make it easier to understand. Yes, that was something that we really focused on throughout the ordinance. Obviously, it is still a legal document, so yeah. there are some things that you can't totally uh, use what we call our playing English effect, but. We did take a look to say, all right, what is understandable? We want somebody right, right. Um, to be able to pick up their the zoning ordinance and figure out where their deck can go. Um, instead of using heretofores and notwithstandings and shalls, we really took a, a just more colloquial approach as, as much as we could uh, with the regulations to make them understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, where do I find this? Zoning ordinance. And, and now that the new zoning ordinance, is, is it all yes. online? Is it a hard copy? It is all online. And okay. technically, you can print it, but we encourage <laughs> we encourage coming into the, the digital world. How and many pages it. would it be? It, Hundreds? So it, it is six, uh, just over 600 pages, oh, wow. but that is a reduction from our previous one of over 1,200 pages. Wow. So we really did... Um, about cut it in half. And that's was getting rid of redundancies and repetition and just streamlining um, the words. So um, you can uh, either Google Fairfax County Zoning Ordinance. You can go to our county website. Um, Our county website is www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash planning dash development dash Zmod dash oh <laughs> documents. Oh, no. My approach is always to Google Fairfax yeah. County Zoning Ordinance, and it will take you straight to our new, uh, wonderful online platform called Encode Plus. Okay, and what's what's special about Encode Plus? Encode Plus has all of the bells and whistles that we wanted for our new zoning ordinance. So our previous one was in. 26 separate PDFs. It was very Mm. difficult to navigate. Um, So this is actually a unified document. It has hyperlinking and hover boxes, um, really great detailed figures and graphics. Um, It is uh, 
very easily searchable and navigable. Okay. So, and we really, really like that feature, and we hope that that will help people again find their regulations more easily. You don't have to know exactly which PDF to look in anymore, right. which is very niche. Who, who would? Who would exactly? So, this is something that really makes the document accessible. Um, it also is a, available on your tablet, on your cell phone. That's not something that the old ordinance was available in. So, mm-hmm. this again, we're trying to make sure that the regulations can reach everybody. Not a static document, a static online document, if you will. Exactly. Yes. Very dynamic, um, very visually appealing. And like I said, the most important thing to me is that you can actually find what you're looking for. Right. Now, this uh, went into effect? July 1st, 2021. So we are, yes, yes, very recently. So we're all getting to know it. We're learning it. We've done trainings. We do have um, videos of how to navigate the document online and we have some uh, recordings of us doing trainings with the community lunch and learns on wow, accessory okay. living units, on the home-based businesses, on a lot of our big topics. So those are all available on our website as well. Okay. I, it may be too early. You know, at the time of this recording, it's it's less than two months <laughs> that this, <laughs> you know, this is launched. Any feedback, any anecdotal stories you're hearing, you know, how it's going? Yeah, it seems like, you know, obviously it's a new approach. And yeah. so there's a learning curve when you first get started, but we've gotten a lot of really great feedback. People are loving our use tables. Uh, these actually show all of the uses in the zoning ordinance and how they're permitted in each zoning district. So that's been something that people have really loved. They find it very easy to understand um, what the permissions are and how the use is regulated. Okay, so the use is what I want to use exactly. X for yes. and can mm-hmm. I then do that? Right. So let's say you're looking for where can I do a pet grooming establishment, let's okay. say, right? Yeah, I was thinking so, about starting one. Exactly, <laughs> right? A common, common thing in Fairfax. So if you look for that word, you're going to see a table and it has all the zoning districts laid out. So it's going to say, all right, you can do it in the C5, you can do it in the C6. And it tells you instead of having to wade through the regulations and figure Mm. out where it can be done and what the use standards are that are applicable. So this is a more visual way of portraying it. And it's kind of more like one-stop shopping. You can go to this table, you can click on all the regulations. They're all right there for you. I don't want a detailed explanation. We don't have enough time to do it. And I don't know if I have the brain power to really understand it. But when you're talking about C5, mm-hmm. this district, this type of thing. Yes. Kind of a quick primer. What what does that mean when you're talking that language? Yes. Yeah, so in Fairfax County, we do have a number of different broad zoning districts. Um, okay. You know, we have commercial districts. We have industrial districts, residential, gotcha. planned. Um, so there are a number of those districts, and then they're all um, broken out into kind of a, an associated number for your conventional district. So a C5 is like a neighborhood type of commercial district. Um, so okay. differing level of, of what we're envisioning there. Some are for office areas, some are for more commercial center areas. Um, so so those different districts, um, are basically, there's different permissions for different uses that are appropriate in those districts. Okay. So average resident mm-hmm. really doesn't need to, to know that because this new modern zoning ordinance will give you guidance about Right. Yes. Where you fall, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. It's helpful to know your own zoning district because then you can Mm. click and figure out, all right, these are my setbacks. This is how tall I can build something here. Um, But this does just lay all of that out in a much easier format. Yeah. Let you guys geek out on all that stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Almost out of time. 
anything that I haven't asked you, there's something important you you just you've been meaning to get out that I didn't give you the opportunity or or anything else you'd like us to know about this new zoning ordinance and the improvements? Yeah, really, I, I we covered the big homeowner type topics. Those are um, something that, you know, we did have a lot of feedback on hmm. uh, this ordinance did give us an opportunity to do some um, some green technologies. So we were really mm. proud to incorporate solar uses and electric vehicle okay. charging uses. There's a lot of new um, uses that we were able to bring into the ordinance to allow the market to explore those uses in Fairfax County. Uh, so this was a really great project. And I guess I just would like to say that we are here. Uh, Fairfax County zoning staff is here for questions. We're happy to help you figure out the new ordinance or figure out what the new regulations mean. Um, so we have a phone number as well as an email address. We have a planner of the day on duty at all times. And um, the phone number is 703-324-1314. Or you can send us a quick email and that's ORD admin. So O-R-D like the ordinance. A-D-M-I-N at fairfaxcounty.gov. So we really, you're not alone in navigating. We understand that, you know, these legal regulations can be tricky. So we're still happy to help. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I'm going to repeat these and just let me know if I if I, I missed it. Planner of the day, you can call for questions and that's like what, 8 to 4.30? You got it. Okay. Uh, 703-324-1314? Yes. Okay. Or email ORD admin, mm-hmm. O-R-D-A-D-M-I-N. Mm-hmm. at fairfaxcounty.gov. And of course, as we said earlier, the URL is is kind of long and hard to listen and write it down. So <laughs> just use your favorite search engine or just go to the fairfaxcounty.gov website and uh, search zoning ordinance and, and the info should pop up. Yes, that's perfect. Okay. Casey, thank you so much for, uh, for being here explaining this. Um, this was a Fun topic. You made it fun. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely glad to have you. And thanks to you for listening to uh, the County Conversation podcast. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, we encourage you to go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. And that is weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.